Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Monday evening, a pop-up episode, and we've got a full screen right now. It's usually just me and Richie, but we've added a few people. Jen Hyde, Petra Hewell, and Vic Allen from FSU Women's Tennis. Um, I went really, really corny with our title today because Coach Holquist is coming on next. So we went with serving one up with FSU Women's Tennis, FSU Men's Tennis tonight coming back-to-back. But Everybody, I feel like there's too many people again to to say that all the names again. But all four of you, how are you guys doing tonight? It's great. A lot of okay. thumbs up for the for the non-video watchers here. Yeah, <laughs> doing well, TJ. Good, good. Well, we wanted to take some time. We wanted to chat with you guys, and it's been a little while, Jen. You were kind of lagging behind um, Michael coming on, and so we wanted to try and catch it back up. And then we said, like, oh, can. Vic and Petra, come on. I've been out to a couple of your matches. I want to talk about some of the games. I want to talk about the season, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, first of all, we were talking a little bit off air on this, but um, Vic, if you had – Petra, told, you said you haven't had Guthrie's. Vic, you've had Guthrie's, right, like in all of our talking about this stuff? Yeah. You've been in Tallahassee significantly less time than Pat. Like, you've got to get her to a Guthrie's. I know. I think maybe post – Post season. Oh, post close. Oh, no, close I was gonna say weekend. You gotta get in there. If you know, <laughs> take some wins this weekend and then we'll go to Guthrie's. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um Jen, if you had to count how many times in your time through Tallahassee that you have you did you frequent a lot when you were in school? I don't know if we've ever even talked about this. Yes, a lot. When I was in school, it was common. My sister went to the University of Georgia. So when I was in high school, I would visit her oh, in Athens. Too. And we would have it in Athens all the time. It was a main staple for sure. So, Petra, for since you're the only one that hasn't been, and we're going to give you a hard time and point foot. Double fries, no slot. Everybody names their podcast like Spear or Tribe or Unconquered or just what. And there's nothing wrong with any of those names, but like we just wanted to be kind of off the wall and funny. And when you go to Guthrie's, you order your gut box double fries, no slaw. Like you don't like the coleslaw at a fried chicken place. Like you can just you know, it's not really. There's nothing wrong with coleslaw, but I was gonna anyway. say it's an intriguing name. I, I, I mean, I'm vibing with it, but I didn't quite understand it. I was thinking yeah. it might be something to do with KFC. I know that you know, KFC has coleslaw. I don't know. I was going with it, but kind of the same as, kind of the same as like Zaxby's or any of those. I mean, I'm not getting. Oh, you never had that either. Yeah, <laughs> Zaxby's either. <laughs> Have you had Chick Fil A? I mean, you had some kind of chicken, right? Yeah. All right, Chick Fil A, yeah. very good. And I, I was just say. I put KFC in the test once because I saw it went viral that the spicy chicken burger is really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big KFC. Yeah. Person, but, but it was it was spicy, so I was like, yeah, has my name written over it. So <laughs> I'll ask. So I'll ask you two, and then we'll kind of get into actual serious stuff, like what we brought you on for. What is your Vic? You can go first. What is your like go to Tallahassee like food place like? Is it a good, like somewhere good or like a diet, like Rovato's or like, what, what do you just like love in Tallahassee food wise? Um, you know, there's a Royal Thai um, place. We haven't been in ages, but it is so good that it's like a kind of a restaurant. Like it is a restaurant and they just do really good to food. That, that one's yeah. good. Petra, what about you? What's your spot in Tallahassee? Mm. Yeah, I'd say I'd say an a- any Asian place, maybe Sakura. Yeah. Unless I go to because there's something. Jen's got the car. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> I'd say like 
like a poke bowl or um, boro boro is pretty good too, like ramen, bubble, any of those places. Jin, do you have one? Soccer team right there, the boro boro, right? But the soccer, yeah. yeah, yeah, they like this, they like that. Softball yeah. girls were telling us they like burrito border. Is that the name yeah, of it? Yeah, Am that's I pretty good. Too. I've yeah. had burrito, they have pretty, pretty good burritos. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite, do you have one, Jen? Like neighborhood joints, Sakura. Jamie's great up there. We go up there and have team meals all the time. And then honestly, I had the best Caesar chicken salad of my life from um, the bubble bread place, um, Bella Bella, the other night. Hands down, oh. Backwoods Bistro, really solid. So there's a couple good. It changes every couple months. Changes every Wait, what was months. that? Where was that place we had brunch? Is that Jamie's? No, Jerry's. Jerry's. Oh, Jerry's. Jerry's is a really yeah. Good. That's comfort. That is comfort in a nutshell. We like to uh, we like to talk about Florida State just as much as we like to talk about food. So we try to make mm-hmm. it even on this podcast. So I like to make people comfortable <laughs> and have fun Thanks. with it. So. Jim, we mentioned um, your com- competition with um, now AD Alford in uh, in appearances. But on a serious note, we'll we'll start the interview. What um, what are your thoughts on Michael Alford being named FSU's next AD or current AD? Um, but him yep. stepping into that role, we're excited to have him. I mean, I think there was some conversation about that being the ca- the case um, last year, and and uh, you know he's. That guy's got a hit in the ground running. He's trying to be everywhere for everyone right now and, and, and getting things rolling and getting getting his uh, his imprint put in the programs. It's just he's got a, a, a big job ahead of him, but I know that guy probably isn't sleeping a whole lot right now and, and hopefully has not been able to rack up too many uh, times sitting with you guys because I know I was up there on the list of most appearances. If he's beating me, we're going to have to. <laughs> but no, he came. Great to have him. Yeah. Coach, you guys are off to a pretty strong start to the season, five and two uh, right now, but a little bit of a break. And is that normal for tennis uh, for, for those of us who don't follow the entire season from start to finish? Um, and how anxious are you just to get back out there and competing again? Is that for me? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No. Um, yes. Sometimes it does happen that way that you have a little bit of a break. One of the reasons that that was the case is we had done our schedule so that we would have um, be playing the, the weekend of national indoors, the final site, which was two weekends ago. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to qualify for it this year. So we had an open weekend. And then this past weekend, we actually had a, a team retreat, which probably was even more important for us than hitting balls, to be honest. And, uh, so we were able to get that in with a, a group that we work at that they're out from Washington state and they come in and um, just did some amazing work with our program with these young ladies. And, and uh, we had a, a pretty intense weekend of, of stuff that matters a lot. And, uh, and now, I mean, the work that they've been putting in last week in practice this week is going to be great. I know. Um, I think everyone's pretty, uh, pretty buzzing right now to get, get to ACC matches this weekend. For sure. For sure. I'm coming up this weekend. I'm really excited to watch it. Um, both both you and the men play at the same time. I was out at the uh, the college day matches against Florida, which was really, really cool to see, like, I mean, you know, there's enough. So, like, I, you know, I don't have to tell my whole story, but, like, I'm, like, kind of enthralled just when it's, like, one versus one, right? Like, you know, when you're watching, like, a major or a big tournament or whatever. But then I get out and watch you guys last year, and it's six on six. Mm-hmm. And then I go out to that, and there's like 12 matches going on at the same time. It was the coolest thing ever. I'm excited to see it again this weekend too. Um, 
is it i mean i guess you're just so kind of locked into your game but is it do you like going at the same time as the men or is it just kind of like ah you're just kind of locked into what you're doing coach Hyde? Oh, I mean, I'm definitely locked in, as are the girls, as are the, the guys. Uh, you, but what's, what's great is a little bit of the, the pop and circumstance before we're going to have the, the marching chiefs out there uh, playing the national anthem and the war chant and whatnot. And, and once you kind of flip the coin and they start playing, it's game on our three courts and the energy is going to be amazing. That's what's most fun about it is we, we always get good crowds for both matches and it's going to be perfect weather. It'll turn it under the lights. It'll be it'll be an electric environment, which, you know, these guys is what they signed on for to come play at Florida State is to have those types of experiences in their tennis. And and uh, it's a lot of fun doing it with the guys. We're going to probably do a post-game meal with them after as well, you know, and just really enjoy college tennis and everything that it gives us. That's awesome. So I want to turn that to Petra and Vic. Both I, This is for both of you, and so whoever wants to go first can kind of take it. But Jen just mentioned, like, matches like what we'll, we'll experience Friday night or what you came and signed up for and why you came. Tell me a little bit about your journey in getting to Florida State, right? Like the recruiting journey. I mean, you don't have to take us through like every single step, but just like ultimately why you chose to play for FSU uh, and how you ended up here. Balan, off to you. Okay. Um, so I think I got uh, my first like message from Jen on like Facebook book uh and I was about 16 <laughs> and I I still have the message I swear if I scroll through I could like find it <laughs> scroll back six I, years worth of messages <laughs> yeah literally you could find it um and I, I I literally had no idea about college before I was just like playing and I was still in school um and I was thinking about like going pro and then I started like speaking to people and then Jen uh I just met Jen at some like tournaments in one was in England one was like in Europe um I think it was in Switzerland actually um and then I decided to come on a visit and I just fell in love with like campus and the team and just had this feeling and then about two weeks after I came I just like committed and came over here to FSU so yeah were you, Pat, before you go, were you recruited by other schools? Did other coaches reach out? Um, um, yeah, I spoke to uh, some other schools as well. Um, and I visited FSU, South Carolina, and Ole Miss. But That's obviously, awesome. obviously, here was the best. So. Yeah, no, you made a good choice for sure. <laughs> Petra, what about you? Mine, mine happened a, a little later. Um, I finished high school and my sister. Uh, is a year older me older than me in school so she was at uh, University of Colorado Boulder and I just uh, I just wasn't feeling the college vibe and um we because our school year runs from February through to like November and it wasn't until the summer when I graduated and I was playing tournaments and then you know, March came along had my 18th birthday and I was like book I have a lot to learn because at that time I was just like nah I'm done with school I don't you know I just want to go play tennis just focus on that um and not do it at the same time then yeah about a couple weeks later I think I took my visit like the first week in April and then by the third week in April I was committed to Florida State and then I was here in August so that's kind of how 
how that happened. But I'd say I had a pretty good uh, team of coaches at home. I mean, one's from Detroit that he grew up in Detroit, went to college. Another one of my coaches, Sam and Stully, he played for TCU for two years, um, which is actually where my sister ended up transferring to after two years. And I mean, I had my sister, obviously, um, at the time, didn't want me to go to the same school as her. She was like, I don't want a mother hand you through school. And I've been doing that long enough. And then when I committed to FSU, she was like, yeah, kind of wish we went to the same school, but too late now. <laughs> and then, yeah, I know. So, so this one's... Uh... No, go ahead. Go ahead and finish, Fetcher. Oh, I just, I mean... Okay, same yeah, so this one's... A... It was easy, easy choice. Yeah, visited schools, easy choice. First one I visited, then, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I love to hear that. Uh, and, and this one's kind of for both of you, Vic and Petra. And I want to start with Vic because about two weeks ago, we had uh, Max McCuster and Sam, Sam Budd on the podcast. And I know they're from the same you know, region as you. Uh, just talk about the international ath- student athletes at Florida State, because we know Coach Kikorian does a phenomenal job with women's soccer, recruiting internationally. Um, even Coach Hamilton over at the men's team it gets gets across the pond into other continents. Um it, well, did that play any role, the amount of international student athletes at Florida State and any that maybe you knew or you were familiar with that you maybe spoke to that helped you make that decision? Um, I honestly, I, I think because tennis is quite individual anyway and you travel a lot, uh, it wasn't like a huge like thing for me. But I definitely remember when I visited, I was like, oh, there's like literally a basically a full international team so like it's not just americans so at least people have like are in the same um like situation as you so i think that definitely um it's nice especially right now on the team like i i love it i think it's great we all have this understanding so i think it it is it is good um and it i definitely was like oh it makes it a little bit more comforting to know that people are in the same situation What's been the hardest thing, um, Vic, adjusting? I mean, you not only adjusted to now college, but, you know, adjusting and being away from home, right? And not just away from home, like, you know, I went a couple hours away from home. <laughs> like, you're a long way from home. So, like, how, you know, is, how have you handled, like, adjusting to that plus college plus Division One athletics and everything else? There's a lot of things to juggle, I feel like. Um, yeah, I think, I think the lucky thing is, is that we both like off, we both speak English as like our main language. So we don't have to think about that. Um, whereas some others, the other girls on the team, like also have that aspect. So at least we can, um, you know, get our point across, like we can, we understand what's going on, like in school and everything. Um, but I don't know, I think in that sense it's similar because we have um the english makes it like so much easier and it's just not it's not that much of a difference it's just like managing time like planning your schedule like in order to make um so you're late or like missing assignments and stuff as long as you like do that that's how i've i've managed it i guess the past two years but it, it is hard like freshman year it's 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 really difficult but you get you get used to it pretty quick so Petra how much different is your um 
can you pronounce your hometown? I'm I'm looking at it right now, but I can't. Add Ad- a, how much different is that than Tallahassee? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I, you know, I assume it's pretty different though. Because Tallahassee is a, a very unique place, and yeah, so it's a, a <laughs> it's a lot different. But for my own like personal individual reasons, um, first of all, the beach. Secondly, Chinatown. That's about it. No, I, um, <laughs> it's no Adelaide is a great city. It's a great city to live. It's easy to get around. It's not as busy as Melbourne. Not as crazy as Sydney. Sydney's a bit too fast paced. Right. Adelaide, great place. Um, yeah, T- Tallahassee is a bit too far away from the beach. I'd say, but you know, I'm gonna take the good out of it because if I did have the beach close, I don't think I'd get a lot done. I think I would be trying to do assignments while managing when the sun is going to set and how much longer I can stay on the beach. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's what I have to do it somehow. I have to be like, you know, it's a great day today. I could be on the beach, but no. <laughs> so. Richie was just telling me the other day that I was trying to get him up to Tallahassee for something. And he was like, Oh, my wife wants to go to the, you know, the beach that weekend. I was like, the beach is just like 45 minutes from Tallahassee. Like you could just go up here, but not quite the same as, probably where he wants to go <laughs> if we're discussing alligator point city beach then it's yeah. not 45 have you together. done the beaches down so i'm in tampa have you done like have you done clearwater and bradenton anna maria island have you done daytona like all of have you done everything in florida great place great yeah. place bradenton sarasota where did we go yeah we, we went, went to anna maria island anna well. maria yeah anna maria we island went- yeah we played some tournaments there actually. Val and I both have a show that says Amaranth because we were like, great play. <laughs> what a great play. <laughs> yeah, no, our schedule was literally that week. Uh, it was after uh, season ended and we went down to Bradenton to like play tournaments and we literally oh. played our match at like 8 or 9 a.m. And then we went and went to the <laughs> beach the rest of the day. I love it. Another beach. Awesome. It, was, it was great. Like, we finished the. Perfect. Might I add, seeing Valen see the beach, she's like, I think this is like the third time I've been on a beach this past summer. I was like, <sighs> we've got some, we've got some work to do here. But I would say uh, I, I turned her into the ultimate beach bum by the end of it. Yeah, yeah that's, um, that's true. The skin started burning, how- not burning all the time. Which is way better. I uh, I get jealous of my kids because they just tan and I like burn like crazy. And my kids just have like this perfect skin that just gets tan. And I'm just like, mm, I don't really like you guys that much. I love you, but I don't like you. Um, in season right now, we Richie and I were both out at the uh, at the at the I think it was the Sweet Sixteen match. Sweet Sixteen, uh, yeah, yeah. Last year, um, our first time. Richie, did you ever go to a tennis match in school? What were you doing? Yeah, yeah, I went to oh, okay. every sport. Not many, but I, I went to every sport. <laughs> All right. First time we have been out. Um, really exciting. Like I said, a couple of times this year. What uh, What are the biggest, you know, and I'll ask I'll ask Vic and Petra first, and then Coach Hyde maybe we'll kind of take it in a different direction, so it's not just the same question three times. But what, uh, what are the biggest differences between last year's team and this year's team, uh, Petra, that you're kind of noticing? And what has you excited for – this season as it's early but you know starting acc play here shortly 
Um, I mean, this is my this is my fifth year, so I'd say for the four years I had uh, I had seniors um, that were kind of that would guide me through, and you know, when I would come back, I always knew that it was almost kind of the same team. Um, I mean, there was three, there was three and and me, and then there would come freshmen that would come in, and to like kind of flip that and be almost a brand new team and you know we're not all freshmen to say exactly we've had some transfers come in that also have the same amount of experience as I do and maybe the same as Balan as well and I think it's just it's refreshing um and I think it's it's thrilling to see kind of the progress that we've made and the progress that we will make and I think it gets me excited for the for what we have ahead in the rest of the season um and I think, yeah, I think I think the possibilities are endless, really. So I'm I'm really excited for it. Vic, what excites you about this team? Um, this is your second season, correct? Um, uh, I I mean, yeah, like we had the I had my this my oh, third the, year, but like the first yeah. one, COVID. Um, yeah. I think yeah, it's it's kind of exciting that it's it's different. Like I loved the past two years and love everyone on that team. Um, but it is it is fun having this new team. You don't know what to expect, but there's a lot of talent and hardworking people um, that have come in. So I think, like Pep said, you just I think we could do like great things. It's just like you know we're just still getting getting used to each other and we're really like bonding and stuff. So I think. Thing we're ready to go now it's ACC and this weekend's going to be so exciting yeah coach I'll let you finish up and then we'll get you guys out of here we appreciate um your time and, and taking a few minutes to, to chat with us but coach I you know I feel like I bug you every other day with like a new tennis question or why is this happen or that happen we've got coach Holtquist on next and I was texting Elliot the other day and I was like hey how come sometimes like you clinch and they play all seven matches but Sometimes you only play the four and like, he's like, well, and he's explaining it all to me. But anyway, talk to us about this year's team. Talk to us about, um, you know, kind of what excites you about this year's team. Kind of the same question there, but yeah. just what you've seen from these girls so far and, and what you're kind of looking forward to. Yeah. I mean, it's, the, it's kind of to speak what the girl said. Yeah. There's been a, a lot of, a lot of change, you know, I think across the country on these teams, it's, with the COVID year and everyone having a year and it kind of kept things in tow for a couple more years than what any of us are used to across the country with just college athletics in general. But with this year's team, we've got some great experience. We've got, I mean, we just got done with this retreat this weekend, which was kind of a pivotal thing for, for this team. Um, you know, because we, we started out with, with some stuff. We were low in numbers at the start of the semester. There were some, some health issues and stuff that were going on that we had to kind of get through and eligibility stuff. And, and we got through it and and then we got to get to work and we got to do some you know some practices we got to play some matches we got to be in the pressure cooker a little bit and then storm norman formed the new group which takes time and if anyone thinks it happens in two three weeks you're crazy you don't know what you're talking about and i think that's why we've had a good month and a half now and especially these last couple weeks to really get to the nuts and bolts of you know the identity of this year's team um, absent of, of anything behind or in, in front of us. And, and, and it's exciting because they're hungry and they want it and they're working hard and dang, man, they're the nicest group of girls. I mean, just 
they're selfless kids. They're selfless and they, they want this for each other. And they're putting, they're taking the steps right now, one step at a time, one foot in front of the other. But the massive thing that, that you can't, that can't be hidden is that they're hungry. They're really, really hungry. So when we go out there on, on Friday, regardless of what's behind us in the last week or two weeks, they're ready to play and they're going to be ready to play. And we're going to make sure of it from our end. But more importantly, is they're excited to get out there and prove, you know, and I think that um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I, I know we've had a couple of weeks off, which the timing could not have been better. We got our body squared away. We got our mind squared away. And I feel, I mean, I'm trying to just chill out because it's only Monday. I don't want to get too excited about Friday, Sunday yet. But we're just going to put our heads down and work pretty hard these next couple of days to tweak out some things and make sure we're ready to go Friday. But I'm excited. I can't wait. I love it when those guys lace it up and, and put themselves out there. And it's, I can't wait. I'm excited, excited as heck for Friday. Yeah, I can't wait to be up there and see it, um, hang out, and hopefully cheer you guys on to a win. We, we like beating anybody that wears any kind of orange. So um, <laughs> thank you guys so much, Petra. Vick. <laughs> We've had this discussion. We've had we've had the discussion. Oh, on or on the orange stuff. Just the best colors. <laughs> the oh, best. it's garden gold, right? Yes. <laughs> That's what you have to say on this podcast, at least. <laughs> Just the best, the best combo of colors. Could you imagine having to wear stuff that was okay? I don't get us in trouble, but like orange and blue are like the most off-putting, like don't even go together colors that I've ever seen in my entire life. We've been down that road. We've been through. Can you imagine wearing an orange? We got green, right? Because like, like, I mean, at least like the Miami green, like the dark hunter green, like that's not you know, like you could get it kind of away with that. But like, comes like orange and purple. Like, who's wearing a purple shirt anyway? Like, that's just I don't know. It's just wild. <laughs> guys thank you so much for hanging out we appreciate you coming on um we'll see you guys on friday good luck the rest of the year and going holes thank you Come thank y'all thanks guys see you this weekend see ya Bye. all right and now i'm gonna add to the show coach Dwayne holtquist coach how's it going uh, it's going good. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Yeah, good. You're following your your counterparts on the other side of the court there, right? <laughs> That's right. I, I caught the end of it, so I I got the the part about the orange and uh, you know not 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 wearing uh, yeah the worst yeah. colors there. Yeah, I mean I'm not trying to get in trouble on here, but I can't imagine I will. So, but anyway, yeah, like our colors are much better here. So. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for hanging out. I usually don't do this because um, it's gotten me in trouble in the past. But I'm gonna I'm gonna fly one off the radar. You just came in. You we didn't have any prep time with you because you came in live on the transition. Um, but double fries, no slaw. I mean, it, obviously an ode to Guthrie's. Have you put away a gut box or two in your couple of decades there in Tallahassee? I, I have. Um, you All know, right. I, I, I uh, we came home from a trip. And there was uh, not too long ago, and there was, of course, nothing open. And so, yeah, I did it. Uh, I, I had a Guthrie's box, you know, probably one, one in the morning. Yes. Oh, very good. Much different. It's the best the time I've to had. do it. Yeah, I was going to say, they, it. they taste better at one in the morning. <laughs> um, cool. Well, we, we appreciate you for coming on and hanging out. Um, I said I got in trouble with that before. One time I asked Charlie Ward if he'd ever had a, you know, gut box double fries no song he's like ah well tj i'm a vegan and i was like oh well i don't know how to 
take this any direction from here. So like now I just made it awkward. So, but we appreciate your time. We appreciate you coming on. Um, I want to start here just because it's the most recent thing that's happened. And then we'll kind of get into some history and this year's team and different things, but uh, a huge win uh, at the end of last week on the road against number 18, Mississippi state. I was following the, the stat tracker while I was supposed to be working <laughs> and uh, watching you guys and uh, really in dominating fashion, you know, kind of took out Mississippi state. How, how big was that win for the team to, to go on the road and get that? Yeah, I know. I think it's really good win for us. Uh, you know, um, we had beaten them a couple years ago here at home, but um, they, you know, they won back-to-back SECs a couple years ago and um, you know, they're, they're a good program. And um, uh, Chris, my assistant actually uh, played at Mississippi state and, and, and spent a year as volunteer coach there. So, um, you know, I think it was uh, great for him to go back and, and beat his alma mater up there and, in Starkville last weekend, but, you know, SEC has got a lot of good programs and, and Mississippi state is certainly one of them. And, um, yeah, I was really pleased how well our young guys played. Um, we have an incredibly young team, but, uh, very talented and, uh, you know, our freshmen are part of a recruiting class that's one in the nation. And as far as, uh, recruits, so, you know, we, we see big things from them coming up and, uh, that's that's uh, going on the road and winning is a good start for those guys. Yeah, that court one, um, Larice defeated the number twenty ranked player um, according to the ITA rankings in pretty convincing fashion too. Six three six two. Um, how much does that? I, and I know the guys are kind of like locked in and and focused on their match or something, but like his match was over before most of them were like, how much does that kind of like motivate the other guys when they see like, Whoa, we just, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't know if they thought like, Oh man, we're going to get blown out because this guy's ranked or I, you know, I don't know how kids really view that, but how much does that kind of motivate everybody else if they're like, Whoa, we're, we're kicking tail on this. Yeah, I think so. You know, we, we don't want our guys looking too much around the court and checking out the scores while they play. But um, you know, I think our guys were well aware that uh, Loris was winning and, uh, Loris is very professional how he goes out on the court. He's not super loud, but he is, um, you know, he, he really did well. And he has for two weeks in a row. He was player of the week last year, ACC. And, you know, maybe he'll be player of the week this year too. I think they announce it tomorrow, but um, you know, he's uh, uh, it's his third year uh, here at FSU. He's technically a sophomore because of the COVID year. Uh, but, you know, Loris has proven himself to be, you know, one of the better players, um, was all ACC last year and, you know, headed that direction again this year. So, um, you know, plays one singles and one doubles and, you know, we were rely on him. He's very good. Um, day to day guy, you know, comes to practice and, and gets after it every day. Coach, you mentioned you guys signed the number one recruiting class, which, you know, when, when Jimbo was here and had things rolling, we were kind of used to that in football. Right. And even Leonard Hamilton, bringing in multiple five stars a year, what goes into that? And I'm not sure, obviously you're not recruiting football or basketball, but the differences between the group, because to sign the number one class of any sport, regardless is, is extremely impressive. Um, how early do you get on these guys? Cause I know when football, it's typically by end of freshman, early sophomore high school year. Is that the same timeline with tennis or is it a little? Yeah. Different? You know, what happened on this tennis one is, you know, I give a lot of credit to, uh, my assistant coaches on that, but, um, you know, 
we were recruiting during COVID and, you know, we, you know, everything was shut down for a while, but, you know, we, we were able to um, uh, do facility tours by video and we were able to, uh, you know, have our players on, on the calls with these guys. And, um, you know, we ended up signing that class without them even taking a visit here Mm -hmm. because, it was during a dead period. And so, you know, we had, um, from all over, uh, you know, Antoine, um, is actually the highest rated, uh, player in college tennis right now, or right, right there, top couple. And he's not even playing for us right now. He, um, uh, there's an age rule in tennis. And so he has to sit this year, but he'll be playing for us next year. But then, you know, we signed top player from Australia, top player from Africa and Youssef. Um, one of the top 50 players in the world, uh, Joshua from France. And um, so we had all those guys, you know, coming in in one class. And, um, you know, unfortunately that some of those guys could have actually come earlier, but um, we couldn't even get them into school because they couldn't take the SAT. So, but um, you know, we had worked really hard during COVID and, uh, and that, that ended up coming about. So that that's kind of the story behind that a little bit, but, um, I also would give credit to a lot of guys on our team who were able to jump on the calls and, you know, guys like, like Loris and, and, and Andy Petrovic on our team who could jump on calls and be part of it. And coach, it's fascinating to me because you think of, you know, obviously the biggest recruiting budget is going to go to football. If you're in the Southeast, right. We saw what Texas A&M paid for their recruiting class. Um, but the difference being in Tallahassee, you have a really strong geographical footprint in football. Tennis, we just talked with Jen Hyde. We've talked with Coach Kikorian of, of women's soccer. You kind of have to go international. So with, with a limited budget, how difficult is it to uh, identify these talented players overseas and then still make contact with them, get them to campus if you can? It seems like most of them don't, have, don't actually visit, but the, the international recruiting aspect is so fascinating to me because it's – it's so unlike football for the most part, which is what a lot of fans follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, normally we, we would have men on a visit. Sometimes we share the visit with other schools mm-hmm. so they don't have to travel internationally yeah. uh, and do that. But, you know, during COVID we couldn't have anyone in on visits. So, yeah. um, you know, that, that part was taken out of it. Um, you know, I think the international piece for tennis uh, there's a rating system. It's called uh, UTR. And so uh, we have, um, uh, UTR ratings. It's a worldwide rating system. So that helps us identify people that are kind of in our range, uh, that we're looking at, uh, Jen can do the same thing on, on the women's side. So, um, we, uh, it takes all their results and, uh, gives them, uh, gives them a rating. And, um, so, you know, I think that's, that's one of the things that we can do that helps do that. But, you know, we're looking at these, um, uh, a lot of the grand slams, for uh tennis they have their counterpart junior grand slam and and you know that's where we're looking at a lot of the guys the u.s open juniors the uh wimbledon juniors french juniors uh australian juniors so we can see the results of those those tournaments and then get a pretty good idea which guys are interested in going to school and and then uh go from there so you mentioned um you've got obviously exceptions or you know, certain things that happen, but just for the average recruit that comes in as a freshman, you know, we think about football probably takes a, a recruit, a freshman, a, a year or two to get 
really to where they can make an impact. Basketball is a little bit different, right? Basketball, a true freshman can come in and if they're really at that elite level, they can come in and make an immediate impact, right? And go to the league in one year. Uh, where is tennis somewhere in the middle of that? Is tennis closer to basketball or, or football? Obviously, if you have to have a guy sit out a year, that's a different situation. But how, how quickly can a true freshman come in and make an immediate impact in tennis? Yeah, you know, I think for tennis, you know, we have four and a half scholarships. So when you're looking at bringing someone in to play and investing scholarship dollars, you know, you, you need them to come in and be ready to play right away. So I see it a little bit more like like basketball in that, um, you know, our, uh, you know, there's still a lot of development, obviously, that needs to take place. You know, I think um, our uh, Yousef and, and uh, Joshua on our team have been playing kind of four through six range for us. And uh, they've, they've had really good starts to the year. And you don't know how they're going to take to college tennis, which is a little different than pro tennis. Um, you know, the fans can get a little rowdy and and cheering and you're also got other matches going on beside you. So the dynamics of college tennis are a lot, lot different. I think that's why uh, people, when they come out and watch us play, they're amazed how, how fun it is, how much is going on all at once. And um, so, uh, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of people just really enjoy it once they come to a few college matches, the, the intensity and the, you know, representing the school and, um, you know, that part makes it a lot of fun. A couple of weeks ago, um, we played a very good UCF team uh, that was preseason 11 in the country and, and we beat them on a Friday night. And, you know, we had a great crowd and the crowd made, makes a difference. And uh, yeah. so, you know, we, we want to do that on our with with our home matches and 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 get it, getting big crowds out there. It, it's important. And, and and that's what makes it so much fun for our guys to play in front of a big crowd. Yeah, we uh, Richie and I went to our first match. Um, Jen and them played in the Sweet 16 last year. We went to that, and then I came out to uh, the, the college day where you guys were both playing Florida at the same time, and that was so cool. And I was talking with Jen about this weekend I'm coming up and, and really excited to see both teams kind of playing at the same time. And you're exactly right. Like, I never – I mean, I grew up watching FSU football, right? Like, that's just always been what I've always done the first time I came out to a tennis match and there's six matches going on at the same time. And you're just like, Whoa, this is insane. Wild, like, man. Yeah. It's so yeah. much action. There's so much intensity, but so we've asked and you know, obviously in football and basketball, you know, even baseball as well, like the rivalry is really ingrained because these kids played each other growing up and you play your rivals in Florida and Miami and stuff. Do the international kids like, do they, care about that at all or do you try and like you try and like hype it up a little bit to tell them like hey this is florida like this means or this is miami or or are they just like ah, it's just another match uh, no they, they learn very quickly um you know i think <laughs> uh and and you know what one thing that helps too is like when they're in school here and like our guys love going to basketball games and yeah. you know they're going to these uh fsu basketball games and they, they get they get into it and uh, you know, I think some of our guys went to, you know, when we beat Duke and Miami earlier this year, you know, they were at those games. And so they get pretty fired up and they, they understand these rivalries. And, you know, when we play down at Lake Nona um, and there's 2000 people that come out, um, that doesn't happen in college tennis. So they very quickly learn the, the rivalry part and, and, you know, they're, they, they love that. And um, I think rivalries, what, what really separates college tennis because you have rivalry because Federer plays Nadal or Djokovic and you have the rivalry between those guys. But you know, when you've got 
you have these casual tennis fans who who play you know once or twice a month but all of a sudden they can come out and be part of Florida State and understand that they're coming out and supporting the team that then I think they really get into it coach and I think part of that for you I love that answer but given how long you've been at Florida state, you know, over two decades now and to see coaches like coach Sue, who's been around forever, right. Coach ham. Um, and then even some of the, the younger ones that have still been around longer than a, a normal tenure, like a Korean, they've all been on this podcast and they talked about that rivalries. Um, just tell us And Sue gives me the best answer every time, but the, the fraternity of coaches at Florida state, cause it's, it's rare. You have a, a top tier athletic program, that has so many coaches that have been tenured for so long that they just stay there, especially ones that played at the school or have ties to it. Just how cool is it to have such a tight knit community in the coaching fraternity as you guys have in Tallahassee? Yeah, that, that's really true. I, I think I'm second to coach Sue in a length of time. Uh, coach Sue took the one year off. So I actually would have the <laughs> most consecutive years. Uh, so anyway, you'll have to ask her about that next time. But, um, but well, she's the uh, commissioner. We know that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you can ask her about that. I'm not asking. <laughs> <about that. laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we had a couple years ago where we had every sport at Florida state make the NCAA postseason, uh, uh, you know, all 20 teams. And it was the first time that any school had had it happen two years in a row. So that just shows the comprehensive excellence of the program so that you'd have two years in a row, you'd have everyone make, make the postseason NCAA. So that's quite tough to do. You know, I think, I think some of the sports, you know, it's uh, you know, one or two guys turns pro, it makes, makes a huge difference. Um, So, but um, you know, I think that's that, you know, Trey has now been here a long time as well. And, um, you know, certainly, uh, uh, you know, Leonard, Leonard has for a long time. So yeah, we've, we've all been here now, uh, for, uh, quite some time. Um, been being there that long. I mean, I can't, I can't not ask you this. I feel like I've asked everybody that's come on, but did you have a lot of interactions with coach Bowden or did, you know, can you share a, a Bowden memory or thought or. I don't yes. want to ask you like what he meant to you because like we'll be here all night because we could all go on for that. But like, talk to us a little bit about coach Bowden. Yeah. You know, I, I, the story I kind of tell sometimes with coach Bowden, you know, I, I think one of the things that really impressed me about him is here he has all this success and, you know, he's, and so <clears throat> we had a recruit in for the Miami football game and he was the top player in the country, number one recruit in the country. And, um, so I, I had, Hey, can we just bring him in and have him meet coach Bout? you know, basically just walk in, shake his hands, you know? And so, you know, here it is the day before we're playing Miami and he comes in on, uh, for the visit, I bring him by and, uh, he's like, Hey, come on in. He starts talking, you know, where are you from? Oh, do you know this guy here, you know, start going on and on. And, I'm almost feeling a little uncomfortable that it's the day before Miami and, and he's sitting down with my recruit and he's just going on and on. I mean, and he made, he made that recruit feel 
like that was the most important, you know, 15 minutes of his day. And, um, you know, I think that's just kind of speaks to, you know, how Bobby was. I didn't try to bring a lot of recruits in, but if I had an elite recruit, you know, then I I would bring them and let them meet Bobby. But I'll never forget that the day before Miami that he was willing to, uh, you know, spend time and not rush it and make that kid feel like that was the most important 15 minutes of, of, of that day. So that, that's what I remember uh, specifically from Bobby Bowden. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I feel like he, you know, and you hear stories like that, right? Like every story is, he was either, you know, I don't say every story is the same, but every story has that same theme of like, when he was with you, it didn't matter who you are, the CEO or the janitor, that's how he made you feel. And so now I, I appreciate it. It's definitely refreshing to hear. Um, all right. Talk to us a little bit about this year's team. We talked about the, the win against Mississippi state, but talk to us about this year's team, just kind of, you know, what you're excited for, for this year. Um, the big win against UCF, obviously it was a lot of fun. The big the comeback win, I think it was three, two them. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And then won the last two courts. I was, Following on the, I was telling Jen I was following the Mississippi State one on the Statcast the other day <laughs> while it was going on. But talk to us about this year's team, what you're looking forward to, what you're excited uh, for them as we start to get closer to conference play. You know, the one thing I'll say is there's tremendous growth taking place on our team. Uh, we are doing really well in the doubles point. Uh, we're nine and one uh, on the doubles yeah. point. Uh, beat Florida both times we played them in the doubles. Um, you know, I think we're doing great with uh, Loris and Sebastian, our experience playing number one. Um, you know, our, our teams at two and three, uh, three of the guys are freshmen. Uh, Max Salagi is, is a freshman uh, from West Palm Beach area. He's playing third doubles with, uh, with Joshua, and uh, they've done great. I mean, they, they come and play with a lot of energy. They hit, they're really good ball strikers, and um, uh, Yusef and Andy have played mainly at two and, uh, same thing. I mean, they just, they, they've come out, they play hard, uh, often in the doubles, we get up early, we get up quick. And, uh, so, you know, that's been our, our best point has been the doubles point. So we're nine and one to start with that. Um, and then in singles, I think one of the things that we, we have that, um, COVID has created some real challenges for us, but, you know, there's been around the country, there's lots of people transferring and, you know, um, a lot of our guys want to come back and play here. So I have, I have 12 on the team right now, which is, it's challenging. Usually we'd have 10. And so I've got a lot of people to play, but whoever I'm putting in there, you know, they're coming out and playing hard. A lot of the freshmen, you know, have great records. Yusef and Joshua have great records in their singles play. And um, Andy Petrovic, uh, who's played two and three for us um, has actually represented, he has dual citizenship with Norway and Serbia and um, he's played ATP cup uh, with all the pros. And uh, he did that um, this, uh, this January played ATP cup. So he was practicing uh, with one of the guys from Norway's top 10 in the world, Casper Rudd. He was practicing with him and he's been, very good for us this year. Um, he's, he's lost um, to Florida, but besides that, he's won all his matches and he's been very solid, solid player for us. Um, Sebastian Arcilla uh, has also been playing high. He's a fifth year senior, uh, has a COVID year this year uh, as to be able to play and um, great athlete can do a lot of different things. 
uh, exceptional doubles player. I'm real hopeful that he and Loris will make the NCAA tournament individually in doubles. But, um, you know, he can come to the net. He can, uh, he's got speed. Uh, he can play it from the backcourt. So he can kind of do, do a lot of things um, with, with his game. And then uh, John Bernard has gotten in, played a bunch as a uh, redshirt freshman, as has Max Salagi gotten in some singles matches. And then uh, Alex Balte has been hurt most of the year and, and is just starting to get in. He's, he's from Australia and um, uh, same place as Pep would be from. And so, um, you know, he, he's coming on, he's uh, missed some time because of injury, but you know, a lot of guys, uh, Richard Thangone is a fifth year, uh, fourth year senior, uh, from South Africa, uh, plays, has played some Davis cup for South Africa. And, um, and he's, he's been in uh, kind of the middle of our lineup as well. So just a lot of depth, a lot of good players, you know, makes it really challenging for me to, uh, who we're going to play each week. Um, sure. but um, the team's really growing and getting better. Yeah. How do you, um, I was actually talking with Vic about this. I came up for, uh, they were playing, um, uh, Illinois. So a couple, few weeks ago, um, I asked her, I was like, you know, it's an, it's an individual sport, but you're playing on a team. And I was like, do you, you know, I said, do you like, if you win your match, but then the team loses, are you like, well, I did my job. Like, what, what are your thoughts there? Right. Like, cause you, you know, it's not like football. Like I ran the right route when the team lost. Well, no, it's the same thing, right? Like, so, and she, her answer was very much like, oh no, I'd rather win as a team. I'd rather lose my match every single time and, and, and the team win. Now, of course she's like, I don't want to lose every single time, but like, how do you kind of, is that, is that tough to like kind of train them into the team aspect or is it, Yeah, you know, does, you do know, they catch on pretty quickly? I, I think they catch on, you know, I think, you know, I, I made, you know, we beat Mississippi State, but I had a couple of my guys lose um, in the match. But I told one of our freshmen who lost that day, uh, I said, isn't it great that you can lose a match but feel great that your team won? And yeah. and so I was just trying to make that point that, you know, there's going to be days where uh, you win uh, and the team loses and, and that doesn't feel great. But there's days that you can celebrate and and your team wins and and you can feel like uh okay that's a good day yeah i want to win my individual match but at the end of the day you move forward uh in the team and um that's what makes college tennis unique and uh there's a lot of people that would um they just have so much more fun playing the college tennis than playing uh somewhere around the world and and, you know no one's there so uh, i think i think that's what makes it exciting and fun You've, you've been, I've got one more and then I'll let Richie uh, do one and then we'll get out of here. He's, he's itching to make sure that he catches the bachelor um, tonight when it gets started. So uh, you've been there for a while. Coach Hyde's been there for a long time. Can you just talk a little bit? We've had her on several times. Sorry that we're late to the party with you, but thank, thank Elliot for setting this out. But uh, talk just a little bit about your relationship with coach Hyde. You know, I think, I think Jen's, if you look at Jen, I mean, I think uh, her best teams have been the last few years. Uh, you know, I think, uh, they are teams that have really come on strong and, um, you know, I think, uh, she's, uh, done a great job recruiting, you know, some really good athletes, not just good tennis players. You know, I, I know the two girls you had on, uh, earlier Pep and, and Vic, you know, they're, they're great tennis players, but they're also great athletes. And 
So she's gotten some girls that are really out there and have bought into uh, the team stuff. And, uh, you know, I think, I think that that's what makes it, uh, you know, fun uh, to watch that. You know, I think Friday night will be fun. We do a, you know, military appreciation uh, together. So both teams will be doing that. And um, so, you know, instead of just six matches, you got 12 matches to follow yeah. once the singles going on. So yeah, there'll be a lot, lot happening. And uh, so that, that'll, that'll be good with that. Coach, we, we, we pride ourselves in, uh, we just randomly one day, uh, maybe a little over a year ago, said, let's get some zonal boosters on. And we got a guy named Michael Alford onto the podcast. Um, it's surprising after the show, uh, several hundred new signups, they, they came back and we had a great relationship since him since then. Um, obviously with him as the athletic director now, I know we talked about that, but just the seminal boosters, what does that mean Everybody knows what it means for football and, and basketball, right? Because that, mm-hmm. that's what it was about. But not many people realize what it means for a sports like men's tennis, women's tennis, soccer, everything else. Uh, can you just tell us what that booster support means to, to you and your program specifically? Because a lot of people listening to this probably have no idea how much they're helping your program <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah, boy, that's a, I could go on for a long time on that question. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I think, first of all, Michael, uh, I actually knew Michael before he came here. Um, you know, I was excited, uh, you know, that he came, uh, you know, with his background. And I think he's very creative in what he has uh, brought to Florida State. And and also, with you know, he uses the word alignment. And I think that's really important, um, you know, the, but, you know, we have really survived during some of tough economic times and COVID times because of our booster support. We have a coaches club and, you know, things that we need to do to achieve what we think are really important things, uh, whether it's to get our guys uh, through summer school. Um, our guys make good grades. Our gens girls do great that way too. So, but sometimes there's things that we need to do that it'd be better to take uh, financial accounting in the summer rather than, you know, in the spring. And um, so sometimes we can do things for our student athletes out of that, or sometimes we can take a trip that would be great for our team chemistry and also be great for our recruiting. And so, you know, we've in the past gone to Hawaii and, you know, um, things like that, that we can do that aren't necessarily in the budget or, um, you know, upgrade. Um, one of the things we've done, we've put a bunch of matches of over the last five or six years on TV. Okay. And you put it on the ACC network and um, ESPN plus. So some of those things that we couldn't do and yet the through seminal boosters, we can do those things. So it is made um, us able to do some things that other schools can't do or things that we have to do to keep up with some other schools. So I see the boosters being incredibly important. Um, uh, you know, I think um, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, I'm excited for where we're headed with that and, um, you know, projects down the road. Uh, you know, I think, yeah, I think it's, you know, uh, some of the schools in SEC just made um, – big tennis strides in what they're doing facilities. Mississippi state had great facility. Uh, I was amazed some of the things. So, you know, those things are crucial for us as Olympic sports to be able to succeed at the highest level. 
Yeah. Coach Holtzkus, we appreciate you a ton for, for hanging out tonight and uh, spending some time with us. Like I said, I'm coming up to Tallahassee this weekend. I'm excited to see the matches both going on at the same time. I think it'll be a ton of fun, but thank you a ton for, for your time. We'll be rooting you guys on the rest of the way this year and, and in the future, but thank you so much again for hanging Absolutely. out. Hey, thank you. Appreciate being on. Yes, sir. Thanks, Thanks buddy. All right. Thanks. Coach Dwayne Holdquist from FSU's men's tennis program. Um, before that, we had Jen Hyde, Vic Allen, and Petra Huell. Um, they were they were all really good. We had a little were, tennis yeah. episode tonight, Richie. An hour of tennis. Do you believe that? Fifty six minutes. It looks like so. An hour of tennis. That's good stuff. I like it's it. Funny. It's it funny. It's funny because I know it. I know it won't be our most listened to show, right? And that's no slight at Coach Hyde or or anything. But, you know, I've had a blast getting to know these coaches and these players from the sports that don't get a whole lot of shine. And I'm glad we can, you know, use this little platform we do have to help get these athletes and these coaches some the, the, the spotlight they deserve. Because, man, Florida State has so many good coaches and athletes. Um, you just heard him say that 20 out of 20 sports made the postseason – we got a lot of good things. We're going to do everything in our power to continue to showcase everybody. Yeah, no doubt about it. A ton of uh, a ton of fun. Those matches, I'm telling you, if you're in Tallahassee or they come anywhere near you, I, I don't even think they're it costs intense. anything. So, yeah, it, yeah if, if you don't like it, you can just leave for free. You don't have to put any money Exactly, yeah. Matches are a lot of fun. Like, I was telling Sonone the other day when I come out, I was like, hey, let's go to a match. And then I was he was like, I'm not going to a tennis match. And I was like, dude, no. Like, here's what happened. He's like, all right, well, I'll go with you. So, anyway, they're yeah. a lot of fun. Let's see if I can drag Harlan to one or not, but um, <laughs> we'll see. Fingers crossed. But all right. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you guys for chilling with us today. Again, brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee, 1818 West Tennessee and 2550 North Monroe. No more pop-ups this week. I don't think we'll be back on Sunday. There's one pop-up that we would do just to let you guys know, but unless that happens, no pop-ups until Sunday, we'll be back um then until then go nose let's go